Daniel Hughes, and welcome to Book 101. Book 101 is all about the books that I read for the last 40 years, and today I have a special guest. He's the author of A Short Good Life. Her father tells Lisa Short of facing death. No other than a Mr. Philip Lester. Mr. Philip, welcome to Book 101. Can you please introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Philip Lister. I'm a doctor, a psychiatrist working with children and adults. Been a clinician for many years. Um, the experience of dealing with my child's illness and death was so powerful that um, it moved me to write this memoir called The Short Good Life. Liza is my daughter's name. She is my second child, and I'm the father of three children. A short, good life. How did you craft it? I would say that it had a number of steps. The first one, writing, was a survival mechanism. And when Liza was dying, I wanted to break out of feeling alone with this experience that was overwhelming. So through various portals, I connected with other parents who had faced the death of their child and developed a number of pen pal relationships. And in those dialogues, I would go into describing what we were facing. And that was very healing for me to be received by others who could understand something of the territory from their own experience. After Liza died, I found myself at times haunted, <laughs> haunted by specific images and incidents. And so I made time to describe them in writing for myself in as much detail as I could possibly capture. And then as these episodes or images accumulated, I got the idea that it would be useful for myself and my family to try to describe the entire experience particularly with the idea that one day my memory would be faulty and whether it was for my own curiosity 
but particularly I wondered about the curiosity of Liza's brother and sister. If they said, what happened? What happened to Liza? I thought it would be great to have a document that would capture what happened. So then I went about remembering as much as I possibly could, as thoroughly as I could. And that led to one version of this book. Because then the next stage was the idea that not for my family, but for an innocent stranger, there was beauty in this story. There was some powerful wisdom in this story. But the innocent stranger, the innocent reader, didn't need to know every detail like I hankered to hold on to. So it was then the writer's task to compress that lengthy story into its essence. And this, this book is the result of that effort to compress, to edit with care. And it's probably half as long as the original uh, document for friends and family, shall we say. Interesting, Mr. Phillips. So according to Mr. J.E. Smith, a beautiful and moving memoir. So what are the elements that you put in the story that the readers really move? There are two um, sort of ingredients that take turns. The main ingredient is a narrative told um, in, in the present tense that invites the reader to live along with us as if it's happening now, beginning with Liza's diagnosis and all the way through to her first relapse. That's part one. Second part is the second leg of treatment, which was when she got a bone marrow transplant, which was the treatment of choice once somebody had relapsed. And that's part two. And then part three is the period when we knew that she had relapsed again and would die from her illness. That's part three. And the second strand are reflections that are spoken in um, reflection, kind of from my voice in uh, 2021 or 2019, whenever I was writing it, 
Um, but looking back, reflecting on some of the uh, powerful lessons of the experience. And in that, um, our third child is included um, because there's some ways that both he and my first child, Liza's sister, there's some elements of how they metabolized the experience that were um, valuable to share as well. So it's sort of a compelling narrative in the present juxtaposed with reflections looking backward. And I think I have the sense that even though it's clear as day to the reader that Liza dies of her illness, uh, to the extent that I've been successful, a reader gets caught up with us in the hope that she can get cured, in the hope that she will survive by the power of the story. Yes, interesting indeed, uh, Mr. Philip. A short good life. What behind the title of your Davie book? The title comes from Liza's mouth. There was a point at which she made the statement in a very offhanded way. I've had such a short good life. And it stayed with me. It sort of grabbed me in a way, partly because she wasn't trying to be emphatic in any way in her speech. She was just um, facing the sadness of her uh, death being near. I thought it made a beautiful title. So if you have another option of the title of your memoir, which, which one? What other titles? What other yes. title would I consider? Yes. Well, that's an interesting question I didn't see coming. Um, in a way, um, I mean, there are a number of phrases she used that one could grab hold of, but from my point of view, saving Liza was a contender for a title because the word saving carries many meanings. One is the quest to save her life from death. That is what um, motivated my wife and I from the moment we knew that she was ill. And then once we knew she would die and carrying on since her death, the book is a way to save her to be remembered. So to save her from obscurity or from disappearance. And 
in a sense, as a gift to the world, to the degree that I've succeeded in capturing something that is valuable for an innocent reader. This saves her to nourish and inform any reader. So that's why saving Liza. Very well said, Mr. Philip. But before we go, and I want to shout out to the people listening in the United States, in the state of New York. New York, I get 24%. The Bronx, Brooklyn, Kram, Seville, Buffalo, Deer Park, Yonkers, Liverpool, Queens, New Rochelle, Westbury, Livingtown, Long Beach, Far Rockaway. Paris Hills, Larchmont, Staten Island, Rome, Jamaica, Del Mall, Rochester, Shenegatadi, if I pronounce well, Tonawada, Norwich, Ticonderoga, Richwood, Woodside, Penyon, Port Washington, Peekskill, St. Johnsville, Massapequa, Bayville, Valley Stream, Almont, Saratoga Springs, Freeport, Mastic, West Chasey, Syracuse, Brewster, Brantwood, Hamilton, Batavia, Pleasantville, Katona, Lacus Valley, Geneva. Thank you so much, uh, New York. I have a lot of places in New York listening to me. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Sorry that I cannot read them all because there's a lot, but from the bottom of my heart, Thank you, New York, for supporting this podcast because this podcast is created to empower writers all over the world like Mr. Philip Lister. So, Mr. Philip, what is the best highlight of a short crude life? So let me just comment that uh, there's a lot of information about the book that is on the website, which is a shortgoodlife.com. So... Uh, that's one way to get, that's one easy way to get a sense of, um, of what the book is and what it offers, as well as some supplementary material, photographs, some poetry that I wrote. There are a few poems that are included in the book and a few more on the website. Okay, Mr. Philip, can you please invite our listeners to buy your book? While the book is sad and painful, it is also beautiful and expands our capacity to deal with um, to deal with what is most important and what is most challenging in life. It is definitely a love story and will um, stay with you and enrich your life. Yes, people, let's support Mr. Philip because this book is something that moves you, something that you learn from a patient that need to have compassion, need to have understanding, and it serve as a lesson for us available on amazon right mr uh, philip yes at amazon and from the website you can also click to buy it in other 
uh, from other outlets as well. Yes. One more question. A short good life. If you compare to uh, Mr. Paul Kalanis in memoir, what's the big difference when breath becomes air? The big difference is that I take you inside the mind and heart of a young child from ages four to six, which is referred to as the magic years. And she's an exquisitely articulate. Um, so while his story is fascinating and compelling, it's very different to enter into the life and mind and heart of a um, beautiful child. And in a way, I think that we adults are all the ages we have ever been. We carry the child from the magic years that we have been inside us. So there's something very powerful about entering the experience of a child. And at the same time, in this book, you're traveling with the experience of myself, the adults who are taking care of her. So in that sense, it's a, it's a very different and more textured story of a family. Thank you, Mr. Philip, for your time. Thank you, Daniel. Money gone, people. See you soon. <laughs>